0: This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And hello, Hearts of Oak. Thank you once again for joining us. And it is wonderful to speak to a guest far across the pond from us in the UK who's doing an amazing job there in North America. And it is Billboard Chris. Chris, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Peter. I'm happy to be here and talk about this important subject.
0: It's great to have you. And uh, let me touch on a little bit where people can get more details obviously underneath billboardchris.com is the website and encourage people to go and make use of that they can also follow you on twitter at billboardchris and just for our viewers and listeners this is a pre-record a few days before so you'll get it available on podcast uh, on podbean or any of the podcasting platforms as well as video platforms chris is a father of two girls and travels north america to expose gender ideology and why children cannot consent to medical transition Uh, you can on the website you can also go to the website forward slash donate and you can support Chris in his efforts and uh, we I just call this conversation children cannot consent to puberty blockers Uh, many years ago no one would know what that was if they did know what that was it would be common sense it is no longer common sense but Chris, before we jump in, uh, can I just maybe ask you to introduce yourself before we get into the story of maybe how you've got involved in such an issue?
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm basically nobody. I'm just the average dad living out in the suburbs. Got a place on a cul-de-sac here with a community garden and some fruit trees that I planted, and I was just living an ordinary life, and I've got two girls who are 10 and 12 years old now, but I learned too much about this issue of medically transitioning kids who have come to believe that they're born in the wrong body because they're being taught this in school. It's all over the culture. It's all over online. And it's primarily affecting girls. So I have girls. So I wanted to learn about it to make sure that I could protect my own kids. And I'm not worried about them at all. But the more I learned, boy, oh boy, when you learn what's going on, it's hard for me anyway to stay silent. And I have made this my mission in life, to do what I can to help put a stop to it.
0: Okay. Uh, we've certainly enjoyed watching what you've been doing here at Hearts of Oak. I mentioned to you before we went live, it was one of the members of my team who came across the work you were doing um, and said, you have to get Billboard Chris. I like, okay, I'll look up. So it's been, it's, it's wonderful that able to hear what you're doing uh, so far away and the the impact you're having. But maybe, can I ask you, it's, it's a subject that even if people are aware of, they will often shy away from for different reasons. You've jumped into this. What was it maybe initially which alerted you to this issue?
1: I, someone I followed on Twitter started talking about it in 2019. And I thought, what's this all about? Like I, everyone knows about some trans issues, of course, you know, going way back, but mm. this used to affect a tiny percentage of the population and honestly, you know, everyone just wishes the best for everyone. This isn't about hate, of course, mm-hmm. but this has evolved from beyond one out of 30 or 40,000 people to now one out of 30 or 40, mm. or you get high schools where one out of 10 kids say they're transgender, or non-binary. And I'm just one of those guys that kind of reads about everything. I've sort of been a news junkie for 20 years. I used to be in the investment business, so we kind of had to follow everything. And I've done the traditional career arc from financial advisor to sandwich board guy, standing out on the street, (laughs) wearing signs, talking to people, taking abuse and getting assaulted and all that junk. But yeah, man, it's uh, my principal job is as a dad. And this is the same for most parents out there. It's not about my life anymore. It's about the life I lead for my kids. And so this madness really impacted me. And the erasure of our freedom of speech bothers me a lot. There's a woman in the UK named Posey Parker, who I'm sure you're aware of, who put up a poster at the Edinburgh train station in July of 2020 that said, I love JK Rowling. And it got taken down after one day because some people on Twitter complained. And I happened to be reading Harry Potter at the time with my eight year old every night at bedtime. And I'd read everything that JK's said about this and written about this. And it all comes from a place of love, of course. And I just couldn't believe that we can't even put up a sign that says, I love JK Rowling, the world's greatest children's author. Not, that's now deemed hate speech. So I followed Posey's lead and put up a big billboard in Vancouver that said the same thing. And it also lasted one day. A Vancouver politician, a city councilor, her name's Sarah Kirby Young. She said it was hate speech. She pressured the sign company and they took it down. So then I leveraged all the outrage online into a fundraising campaign and put up billboards all across the United States of America, San Francisco, LA, Portland, Utah, Washington, DC, in the Metro, all throughout the Metro and then times square. And then because I can't even put up a sign in Canada, there's only two sign companies really in all the cities and neither one will work with me. I did the only thing I could do because I have no platform. I'm not media or anything like that. I'm just a normal guy. So I, I became a billboard and I had some signs made and I strapped them on my front and my back and I went outside and I started talking to people because the only way I could spread the truth about this is to talk to people one at a time, kicking it old school, like we used to do. And I knew if I kept going out there day after day, hour after hour, that this would grow into something. Cause honestly, if you do this the right way and you're professional about it and you're polite and you do this truthfully out of kindness and you don't exaggerate things, there's only one way to go. And that's to keep winning every single day by getting the truth out there.
0: Well, let me bring up the website. I mean, there are all different parts of this to discuss, but let me just bring up what people will find. There you go. That is your website. I uh, will scroll down on that. And there is yourself uh, walking with the common sense statement that children cannot yes. consent to bu- puberty blockers, stop the child abuse. Um, let me also just play for, you've got a video I saw you'd put up on uh, on Twitter, let me just play that because it's a powerful one minute um, and it, will, it won't take away from what you want to say, uh, it'll add to it, but let me just bring that up and play that for our audience, our viewers. Let me just move that around one minute and let me play.
1: So my name is Chris Elston, I'm known as Billboard Chris, and I'm traveling the country, literally hanging out on street corners and going to busy events, going to wherever the people are, just to have conversations about gender ideology, mainly medical harm that is coming to kids when they wanna switch their sex. Because we have children who are being indoctrinated either in school or primarily on social media as well, to believe that it is stereotypes that determine their sex or their gender. So overwhelmingly, uh, it is supportive. At least I would say nine out of 10 people support what I'm doing. People know instinctively this is wrong. We should be letting children grow up because it's not stereotypes that define who they are. If a child is gender non-conforming, we should just encourage that, that's fine. You don't need pharmaceutical drugs, cross-sex hormones and surgeries to find your true inner self. But people understand this, people are supportive. It's just most of the supportive people are quiet. I'm just gonna keep traveling the country, keep having these conversations because I know eventually we win this battle. It's just a question of how much damage is done to children before that happens. You know, Peter, the great thing about what I'm doing is I just go outside and good things happen. Whenever I go on a trip now, there's always something unexpected that I never even thought about. that comes along and helps me out. And that video there was produced by a young man who I'd never spoken to before. I was in Prince Edward Island on the Maritimes and he came out and probably hung out with me for about an hour. And we shot that little bit of footage there for five minutes, hung out on the street for a while. And then three weeks later, I hadn't even talked to him again. Three weeks later, he sends me that video. So I was so thankful because he did such a great job and it does sum up pretty much what I'm doing. So There's a lot of great people out there that want to fight this. They can't all do it publicly like I am, but... uh.
0: But you, obviously, you you talked about not being able to get this message out to using traditional means, using billboards, so you became that billboard. Tell us about those conversations with the public. It's not a billboard people expect to see. It's not something they expect to, to think about. Often people are, I guess, just inward focused on the business of their own lives, and you come and you present a massive concept uh what are those conversations like with the public you found
1: yeah so this is evolving because the awareness has grown a lot in the last two years i can see it dramatically different in my home city i go to vancouver all the time okay a lot of people there have seen me 10 or 15 times (laughs) maybe more it depends if they're working near where i hang out but Conservative media has started speaking about this more, especially in the United States. There's really no media speaking about this in Canada, but we do get a lot of the U.S. media. So that helps. But yeah, when I first started, no one had a clue what puberty blockers were. They said, what the heck are puberty blockers? And I just stand there. I don't say anything. I don't have a loudspeaker. I don't approach people. I literally just stand there quietly and wait for people to approach me. Mm. And it never takes long at all. People say, what are puberty blockers? So I just tell them. They're drugs given to kids who wanna switch their sex and it stops their bodies from going into puberty. And nine out of 10 people right away, they go, what? Yeah. Their jaw drops, they can't believe it's happening. Mm. This is what happened to me when I first heard this term. I said, puberty blockers, what the heck are those? Yeah. And so I looked it up and oh, they're exactly what they sound like. Drugs given to kids to stop puberty from happening. This is totally insane. And that's the average reaction of almost everybody. But you have probably seven or 8% of the population who think this is a wonderful thing. They think they're helping these children to be who they really are. And they're very aggressive and hostile. They're impossible to talk to. They don't want to have a conversation. They think my words are violence. And so, I mean, whatever. I don't worry about the hate or any of that. I actually love it now when media even write false stories because a lot of people see through that. I get emails from people all the time who saw some sort of fake news about me but it prompts them to look into it. And the media, even when they lie, they're doing my job for me way better than I ever could because a lot of people still get the truth out of that.
0: You you mentioned that response you get. You mentioned Posey Parker, and she has an event. This will go out probably just before. She has an event, I think, in Brighton on, must be the 19th of uh, Sunday, the 19th, of september if i've got my dates right 18th 19th. Uh, but she's going to speak about this whole issue of uh, women are women and what that means and the hit that she has experienced just to say she's going to be in brighton which is an area that doesn't accept common sense on this issue at all uh, i've even been shocked looking at her twitter feed at the other hatred and anger against someone who has a different opinion. And I'm sure for you, for me, it's quite strange because you can agree to disagree with someone, but you don't hate or get angry with the person. You disagree with what they believe maybe on that. But I'm sure you've also faced that same barrage of of hate from, I guess, the trans lobbyists.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Peter, a little bit, but that's okay. In the beginning, it was totally crazy, It was way more abusive on the streets in the beginning. I get way more support now because a lot more people know what's going on. I get people shouting out their cars at me. I get fist bumps and high fives constantly. There still is a lot of the hate, but there's way more support to offset it. But yeah, I've been mobbed by 200 counter protesters in Ottawa, punched in the head, spat on, had my property destroyed, had my key card. I had my arm broken in Montreal. I got attacked by Antifa. Got my arm broken with a traffic cone of all things. Um, Jumped by five or six people there. It was a premeditated attack. I've had all sorts of things happen in Vancouver. I've been arrested twice after getting assaulted each time. Police deem it easier to get rid of me than to take care of all the violent people Mm. coming at me. First time they charged me with causing a disturbance. And I was so hoping that I'd get to go to court on that Mm. because it's a slam dunk. All I did was stand there and walk peacefully and get hit by someone. But of course, the Crown Prosecutor didn't approve the charge after six months. They threw out the charge two days before my first court hearing. So I didn't have the opportunity to go to court because that would have been wonderful. And anyway, yeah, it's totally nuts, but that's just what it is. We are in a war. This is a culture war. This is in some ways, every bit as dangerous as some of the biggest wars we've ever fought because unlike an enemy that we can just see Hmm. coming to our shores, If we had a million people come into our shoreline to come and harm our kids, we'd have 10 million parents there to greet them. And we'd bomb them out of existence. Mm. This is so insidious. All these people trying to harm our kids are already here. They're all throughout our society. They're in our schools. They're in our HR departments. They're in counselors' offices. They're in government. You have activists, leftist activists who have gotten themselves elected and into all these positions of power, and they're the ones pushing this is the biggest child abuse medical scandal in the history of modern medicine there's never been anything like it and it's growing all the time because they're getting it into schools all the time more and more and more the strategy now for these activists their written policy that they've succeeded in implementing in so many different states provinces school districts is to hide from the parents that the child has a new name and pronouns Hmm. they're doing these psychological interventions on these kids they're creating these identity crises crises and then they're hiding it from their own parents Hmm. because they come at it from the assumption that the parent is automatically a threat to their own child and these young activist teachers have this savior complex where they think they're here to save the child and they love the idea of trans kids Hmm. and they're destroying these children's lives so this is all over the western world for me this is like a world war
0: yeah
1: and you're gonna have to take some hits so what it's a war. This is, as a dad, this is what we got to do. We got to protect our kids and we got to protect the other kids in our village and in our community. And so that's what I'm trying to do.
0: Uh, I can be understanding as a parent of boys, not of girls. So, But you, you want the best for your child. You want to protect them against dangerous ideologies and things that would damage their body what has been the because in the uk we are beginning to have pushback we're beginning to have pushback certainly through the courts um not necessarily through the schools although it hasn't gone as far as some other countries in our school system but certainly we've had pushback in the courts what, what about over there in canada which uh, under trudeau i don't know what you're going to get but what, what has there been a pushback from parents from the media against what's happening no Okay.
1: Canada is a disaster. That's the bare truth. Things are, I get way more support in the U.S. I get next to none here. Not one conservative politician in Canada, not one conservative politician will speak out against this. I've gone to campaign events. I went to a campaign event for the so-called social conservative, like the most conservative. Her name's Leslie Lewis. I asked her what she's going to do about this. I explained what's going on in about four minutes in this room full of conservative voters because she's running for the leadership. Hmm. And she refused to answer the question she just gave me some typical political answer i refused to sit down i wasn't going to take some avoidance tactic as an answer and i got escorted out of there uh the guy running the guy who's probably going to win the conservative leadership his name's pierre poiliev he voted for bill c16 which was our self-identification bill which has resulted in rapists going into women's prisons into rape shelters men and women's sports all that business he voted yes to bill c6 which didn't pass in time before our last election. We had an election in October, Trudeau won again. But then the bill came back as Bill C-4, and it passed unanimously. And this new leader of the Conservative Party always voted yes for this bill, which makes it a crime to help your child to feel comfortable with their birth sex. It's now considered conversion therapy to help a girl feel comfortable as a girl or a boy feel comfortable comfortable as a boy. It's totally fine to indoctrinate your child to think that they're the opposite sex and turn them into a lifelong medical patient. That's love and inclusion, apparently, but it's now a crime punishable by five years in prison and a $2 million fine to help your child feel comfortable with their birth sex. So this is totally nuts. We have no conservative media who will report this. We have three main media sources, CBC, CTV, and global. They all push the government's agenda. They're all paid by the government. They're all subsidized by the government. And honestly, there's like a handful of people, I'd say less than five people doing anything, in a major way to fight this in Canada. It's totally different in the States. I get tons of support down there. I'm now I've got great friends with all sorts of big organizations. Heritage Foundation is the biggest conservative think tank down there. Moms for Liberty, they've got 100,000 moms and dads uh, fighting this. Uh, the Independent Women's Forum or Independent Women's Network, they've got chapters all over the country. There's Gays Against Groomers that's formed now that's opening up chapters all across the country. So people are fighting back down there. But Canada is a total mess. So the reason I spend most of my time now in the states on my trips is because if they fix it, that's yeah. the only way we're ever going to fix it up here. Yeah, the U.S. Yeah. is still extremely influential all across the world, mm-hmm. and if they get this sorted out, things will follow suit across the rest of the world because it's easy for them to ignore what's going on in Sweden and Finland. Yeah, yeah. even in the even in England, it's too easy for Canadian politicians to ignore that. But if the U.S. sorts this out. We will sort this out eventually, but not with Trudeau in power, because he's the cult leader. And you can't appeal to the cult leader to change the cult.
0: Now, when, I, when I talk to Canadians, I scratch my head to say, how have you still got yourself stuck with Trudeau? How has that happened? Uh, but that's a, a whole other. I mean, here in the UK, we've had the big legal win we've had was of um, individual and I'll not say which way round because it does get very confusing, had transitioned one way and then went back and had gone and taken what's called the Tavistock Clinic, which is the NHS's gender reassignment clinic for children, and had taken them to court and fought for two years against the government who appealed every decision that went against them. But that now has actually ruled that what was happening was wrong um, and they have now been forced to close and possibly facing hundreds of lawsuits if not thousands uh, from individuals. So I'm kind of hoping that that will be a little beacon of sensibility, a common sense that may spread to other countries. I don't, uh, you've, I'm sure you've witnessed what's happened there. That's been the first big victory that we've had here in the UK.
1: Yeah, so there is a, there's a lawyer representing uh, patients in a class action, and they expect to get about 1,000 families into that in the UK. Mm. They are going to open up regional gender clinics across the UK, but they're totally revamping how it's all done because the cast report revealed that there's no safeguarding in place. The whole thing's a disaster. So at the very least, they will start to minimize some of this damage. They're still going to be doing some of this stuff to kids, which mm. I don't agree with at all, but it is on the way out or at least it's going to be reduced dramatically in the uk over um, here we've got a m- bigger challenge in north america because in the united states for example every state is responsible for their own health care hmm. it's the same thing up here in canada so you can have texas fix this florida can fix it ohio can fix it yeah but then you've got california led by senator scott weiner living up to his <laughs> last name they've just passed a bill it's gone to the governor right now, but he'll sign it, I'm sure, Gavin Newsom. But they passed a bill, SB 107, if people want to look it up. It makes California a sanctuary state so that any kid from the country can run away to California and they won't return the child home. They'll put the kid in foster care and they'll transition the child. A non-custodial parent can kidnap their child from any other state, bring them to California, and the state of California will ignore court orders, subpoenas, arrest warrants, from all these other states so you can fix it all sorts of places but when you get states like California doing that it makes it more difficult right but I think that if it passes if Gavin Newsom signs it I can't imagine that will be implemented without a court challenge I think it has to go to the Supreme Court because it's unconstitutional to ignore what all these other states are doing.
0: I mean it's really I I don't understand why this splits along kind of left and right politically and I would probably see myself on the right as a a conservative voter but you look on this and we've always believed in the western world that that the parent knows what's best for that child there is that bond that relationship until the child turns 18 Um, and I'm I've tried to get my head around understanding what is going on in someone's head who thinks that actually the state now have the right to take over children and the state become the parent. Um, Have you managed to understand why that kind of sense of madness has prevailed?
1: Sure. So, I mean, I can talk about this for half an hour, but part of this whole thing is an attack on parental rights. Mm. You've You've got a percentage of the population who believe that children really are kind of like adults in little bodies and that children know who they are. I went near a school in Ontario last year, 11 months ago. This school, a 12-year-old had recorded the teacher giving a lesson on gender identity with his phone and the father leaked it to me. I published it, it got a bit viral, Newsweek and other publications wrote about it. And it's just totally crazy. Five times during this lesson to 12-year-olds, the teacher is driving a wedge between the parent and child saying that your parents aren't going to understand. Mm. They're not woke like we are. He literally uses the woke word like it's a compliment. Talks about the grandparents as well. Basically that adults are dinosaurs and they're not up to speed on this new science and that I understand you. And Mm. that the other people in the gay straight alliance in the school or the queer straight alliance, whatever they call it, are the ones that are going to understand you. And they're driving this wedge intentionally between kids and parents. And we've got what's called queer theory, that's what the left calls it, that floated around in academia for decades, these really bizarre theories about gender identity and everything. Mm. And what happened when the gay rights movement won all their rights, which I'm supportive of, well all these so-called LGBTQ organizations, and we really need to separate the LGB from the TQ because these are two totally different things. LGB is who you love, TQ is something totally different. It's a denial of reality itself. No one can even define what queer means. As far as I can tell, being queer means you have blue or purple hair. But this theory basically teaches that everything that's abnormal, everything that's kind of perverted or deviant needs to be made normal. Hmm. So as soon as they make some of this stuff normal, guess what? It's not queer anymore. Because yeah. now it's been normalized. So then the goalposts move.
0: Yeah. What's and next? It
1: goes, what's the next thing? Mm. And so all these organizations won gay rights, but then they had to keep the donations flowing. They had to keep the doors open. They had to keep everyone employed. And their next goal became what they call trans rights. Yeah. And they've successfully painted this as just being the new gay rights movement, but it's nothing of the sort. But yeah, these people think that parents are a threat to their own child. They think that kids know who they are. When I had that protest out in Ontario, they literally put signs up on all the telephone poles saying things like, I trust kids to know what's best for them. Really? Do you feed them sugar all day? You let them stay up until midnight every night watching horror movies? What's the point of being a parent if you don't need to parent? These People are crazy. And it's mostly, honestly, I hate saying it. But the demographic pushing this is mostly young females under the age of 25. Hmm. These are the gender studies grads from university. They're full of empathy. They're little social justice warriors. And they don't have children themselves. And the left has succeeded in indoctrinating them into the cult. They're victims, first of all. But then, like any cult, the victims become the perpetrators and they become the number one recruiters. And there's a reason Abigail Schreier's book is called Irreversible Damage, the transgender craze seducing our daughters. This is primarily affecting girls and young women and that they're the ones getting hurt by it. And then oddly enough, they're the ones also pushing this on other girls. So we just need to break this cycle and we need to get the truth out there. You
0: know, Abigail Schreier's book is absolutely a wonderful book. Read it cover to cover. Um, this Obviously, this is, this is pushed as what you're doing is against gay rights but this is simply about children and letting a child grow up to be an adult and they can make an informed grown-up decision by themselves so this is nothing anti anything it's simply pro children being able to grow up we're sterilizing kids Hmm. Hmm.
1: this is anti that for sure this is pro-reality This is pro-letting kids grow up. If you look at all the studies into gender dysphoria, and I'm going to just issue a little caveat here. We're not talking about gender dysphoria these days. What's going on with all these kids isn't even real gender dysphoria. Hmm. Gender dysphoria used to affect one out of tens of thousands of children. You can't tell me all of a sudden it affects one out of 15. Gender dysphoria, real gender dysphoria starts young, four or five years old, Hmm. These, it traditionally affected little boys, much more than girls, probably two to one. And it was these really effeminate little boys who had an intense loathing of being a boy. And we have academic studies into this going back decades. Yep. And all the studies, were, which are all up on my website, by the way, under puberty blockers and then the studies. All these studies show that 80 to 90 percent of the time, these kids with intense, prolonged, severe gender dysphoria. Guess what? They grew out of it. Yeah, yeah. Puberty was the cure. Their own hormones are the cure. Now we block the cure. We block their own hormones from being produced. What these puberty blocking drugs do is they stop the pituitary gland from releasing a couple of different hormones called follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone, which in turn trigger estrogen production in girls, testosterone in boys. Without those hormones being released, Their sex based characteristics do not develop. So, girls' breasts won't grow, their hips won't get wider, boys' penises don't grow. One of the well known side effects listed on all these children's hospital websites and everything is that it causes bone demineralization. There's a young girl in Sweden, part of a documentary called Stopping the Trans Train that people should watch. It's in Swedish, but there's English subtitles. This young girl was on puberty blockers from 12 to 15 and she suffered spinal fractures while she was on the drug, and she has osteopenia. She's in chronic pain. Twelve other kids at the Karolinska Hospital in Sweden suffered catastrophic injuries. And after this documentary series was produced, the hospital didn't try to hide it. They agreed, yes, there's all these problems. And unlike here in North America, where everything's been politicized, they just told the truth over there. They said, yeah, there's no evidence base to support this practice, so we're stopping it. And the only kids that will be able to take part in it will have to do so as part of a very strict clinical trial where they rule out all these other comorbidities because all these kids have something else going on. Half these kids have autism. At the Mm -hmm. Tavistock, they released figures. Out of a sample size of more than 1,000 children, 35% had moderate to severe autism. If you include the mild cases, it goes about 50%. Why is no one talking about this? Where are the autistic societies who are supposed to be Advocating for these kids. They're doing nothing. It's a few, it's a handful of parents across the world blowing the whistle on this while all these autism societies are doing absolutely nothing. These children's hospitals in Seattle and Chicago and Boston have partnerships with autistic organizations. Mm. And they state right on there, you can go to the it's the Chicago Lurie Children's Hospital website. It says right on there, we do not yet know why so many of these autistic kids are dealing with this gender nonconformity issues and gender dysphoria. They don't know why, Mm. but it doesn't stop them from sterilizing these kids and chopping off body parts, cutting out the uterus of young girls. They call these gender affirming hysterectomies, cutting out their ovaries. Even it's called a bilateral oophorectomy. So now you're sending teenage girls into immediate menopause, Mm. which has a hundred side effects of its own. So there's puberty blocking drugs are terrible on their own. Then there's the cross sex hormones, the opposite sex hormones testosterone for girls, estrogen for boys. Guess what? We didn't evolve to handle this. Our bodies aren't made for this. There's two options here. Either you believe that we are created by God or that we evolved over a billion years. If you believe we we are created by God, then transgender ideology is saying God made us wrong. Yeah. And if you're into evolution, like me, you're saying that a billion years of natural selection screwed up. that during the 300,000 years humans have been on earth, that somehow, thankfully, a pharmaceutical company for the first time in history, in this 10 year window, finally a pharmaceutical company is here to help our children to be who they really are. Totally nuts. This is totally insane. It's child abuse, pure and simple. We should never be transitioning a single child ever. This is a decision for adults. Transition is something you do It is mm. not something you are But the left has succeeded in producing These labels that they put on these people Guess what? People are gay mm. They are gay You can measure it You can put them in an MRI machine You can show a gay man gay porn And the uh, parts of his brain Associated with sexual arousal will light up for The MRI It's measurable mm. They are gay No one is trans Transition is something you do. It is not something you are. But they've succeeded in giving all these people a label. And to the uninitiated, they just think, well, some people are gay and some people are trans. And they conflate the two. And they're riding on the coattails of the gay rights movement to get Mm -hmm. all this legitimacy for what is a movement of extreme child abuse. And abuse Mm -hmm. on young adults as well. These young adults don't know what they're getting into. Yeah. So go ahead. Do whatever you want as an adult. But doctors still need to have ethical standards. They swore an oath to first do no harm. They don't know the long-term effects of these treatments. We do know from a Swedish study that 10 years after the fact, the actual suicide rate is 19 times higher than their peers. And 18 and 19 and 20 and 21 year olds are not equipped to be making these decisions, Mm -hmm. especially when we don't even know long-term impacts. They won't cut out, they won't, tie the tubes of a 28 year old woman who's had two kids because they know the regret rate is very high Mm -hmm. and five years down the road, she's going to come back to the doctor and say, thank you so much. I want to have more kids now. Thanks for not doing that. That happens all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: And maybe, you know, so my body, my choice, why, why doesn't it apply in that case? But an 18 year old says they're transgender and they have all these comorbidities going on and depression and anxiety and they've had abuse or sexual abuse or trauma or whatever. And we just say, Oh, well it's gender. Okay. Okay let's cut you up and sterilize you. This is the craziest thing humans have ever done, in my opinion. Yeah, And that's saying something because humans are full of crazy.
0: I agree. When you're, Why is it in the States that people are more vocal and they understand that? Uh, even here in the UK, there's a fear, absolute fear of engaging this. Um, you can't even bring people onto the the arena of conversation, because it's just, oh, no, no. no. Why is it you find in the U.S. that there's a a better awakening, I guess, a little bit more common sense?
1: So first of all, they have more conservative media. Media is important. Hmm. They have tons of conservative radio talk show hosts. We have almost none of that. They have Fox. They have OAN. They have Newsmax. They have, you know, all sorts of other stuff. There's tons of podcasters with huge followings as well, like Tim Cast, which I was just on. Um, So they're able to reach a bunch of people. Hmm. But it's very divided because what's going on is in political circles. So in the halls of power, the politicians will not tell the truth about this even when they know it. Because the Democratic Party has essentially been taken hostage by the radical, far authoritarian left wing of their party. Mm. And they're not allowed to say no to any of this because then they're called a bigot. And to be called a bigot as a Democrat or as any leftist anywhere in the world, that's like instant death. It's the worst thing they can be called. They're so worried about what they're being called all the time. But when it comes to people on the street and the voters and the Democratic voters as well, most of them agree as soon as they have any nuanced conversation about this at all, or have any understanding, they agree. And especially parents, they don't want this harm coming to their kids. Parents know that their girls are girls and their boys are boys. Yeah. And you got these social workers who have spent two hours with these kids. Yeah. If that,
0: yeah.
1: signing them off to go get surgery at Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin, a couple of weeks ago, they had a pride festival going on. A psychotherapist set up a tent where kids could come to get their letters or young adults could come to get their letters for surgery. Walk right up to the tent in the Pride Festival. They had a sandwich board set up saying, are you trans, non-binary? Free letters for surgery. Just walk right up and get your letter. This is the safeguarding that's going on in this. Hmm. Kat Katenson, she's part of a documentary coming out soon. She's a detransition woman. She went on testosterone for a while. Fortunately, she didn't go any further than that. She got her letters for surgery which she didn't go through with, she got it over the phone. Letters for testosterone over the phone. Letters for testosterone, I should say. I can't... I, sh- I need to recheck myself. I can't ver- ver- verify it was for surgery. But she got approval for mm-hmm. testosterone. She got a prescription for testosterone over the phone with someone she just talked to for the first time. Helena Kushner drove five hours to a Planned Parenthood from her home and in 30 minutes got a very heavy prescription for testosterone. She received a lower prescription, but she felt for some reason that she had a lot of estrogen in her body because she's just, you know, a kid, she's 18. Mm -hmm. And so the nurse practitioner or whoever she sees there said, okay, well, how much do you want? (laughs) It's I shouldn't laugh, but this is like comedically Mm -hmm. terrible. She said, I want the biggest dose there is. Okay, here you go. One appointment. And the nurse said, That because she drove five hours to get there, that that showed real dedication, which must mean that she really is trans. Like, come on. It's the closest one she could go to. These people are crazy. I tweeted out all these Boston Children's Hospital videos a few weeks ago from their own website, from their own YouTube channel. They've deleted them all now. And they're blaming right wing disinformation for all this heat that they're getting when it's their own videos. And in their own videos, this doctor says kids know that they are transgender seemingly from the womb. And signs that your child is transgender are that if your little toddler girl tries to pee standing up, that's a sign she might be a boy. If your little boy doesn't want to get his hair cut, that's a sign he's a girl. She literally says that opposite gender toys are a sign your child is transgender. This is not some, well, this is a quack, Hmm. but this is the leading gender clinic in the world. It's the top one. It's voted the number one children's hospital in the United States. These are the top specialists in the world. And this is what they reveal means your child is transgender. 100% stereotypes. That's it. What happened to telling our girls that they could be whatever they want to be when they grow up, that stereotypes don't matter?
0: Wow. We should
1: can still ask- teach that. Girls can be yep. whatever they want to be when they grow up, except for yep. one thing. They can't be a boy. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's
0: just the only thing. It's true. Can I ask, is, as you look ahead, where do you where do you think the breakthrough will come? Part of it comes from media. Um, is it those kind of small podcasts putting it out? We have a, an education system that has been captured uh, by this ideology. And um, kind of where do you see that kind of pushback or breakthrough come from?
1: It, it's going to come from all sorts of angles because this is such a massive beast that we're fighting. Mm. It's going to come from lawsuits. We have to attack the money yep. component to this. So. In Washington state, for example, right now, a 13 year old girl can go get puberty blockers, testosterone, even surgery, she can get a double, double mastectomy without her parents' knowledge or consent. But the parent will get the bill for the copay <laughs> using the private insurance. The girl can use the parent's private insurance. They'll get the bill for the copay where they have to pay 10 or 20% or whatever it is. But the procedure and the drug gets redacted, so the parents don't even know what they're paying for. <laughs> Like, you got to laugh about some of this stuff. It's totally nuts. Um, So we have to undo the damage that's been done one step at a time. We have to introduce laws as best we can to fight back against this. But even then, it's a long legal fight. So Arkansas, Alabama, it introduced legislation and passed legislation banning this stuff. Mm. But then a federal judge right away blocked it. And so it gets tied up in the courts. And what's going to happen when they go to the courts? They're going to call on experts. The people on the left are going to call on experts. that are going to justify what they're doing. And a lot of it does depend on your judge. Yeah. But when the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Medical Association and all these so-called professional organizations that are really just ideologically captured and run by activists, but when they support this, what's a judge going to say? So it's a big fight. I think mm. Florida is going about it the right way. They're going at it from the scientific a- angle. They're challenging yeah. um, what the health department said. Mm. And they're going to have to go after these insurance companies as well. These insurance yep. companies have to start stop covering this. And they need to sue the doctors. Yeah. Because we're really talking about a handful of medical professionals in each state or province mm. or even in the UK. It's a relatively small handful of people that are doing this. Yeah. They're seeing thousands of patients themselves. And the problem is that the statute of limitations for suing in most states is only one to three years. Mm. And they've already covered their butt legally in so many different ways. right? So it's difficult to sue because most of these kids and young adults who detransition, it takes a while because they're chasing this dream. They've bought into this lie that the next thing is going to make them feel better. Puberty blockers aren't enough. Then they need the cross-sex hormones. Then they need the surgeries. Hmm. And then, oh, it's natural to feel depressed and upset and angry, but you just have to wait it out and you'll start to feel better. Meantime, the side effects keep getting worse and worse. And they're embarrassed. And they're struggling with whatever other comorbidities are going on. Hmm. So it's a rare kid who will speak up against this, which is why I'm so thankful for people like Chloe Cole, who's from California. She just turned 18. But when she was, I think she was 14, they cut her breasts off. She might've been 15, I think she was 15. And Mm. then she detransitioned 11 months later. But funny enough, when she went to this pre-surgical appointment for what they call top surgery, they have to give Mm. euphemisms for all these things to make them sound nicer. (sighs) When she went to this pre-surgical appointment, it was a group appointment. There were about 12 other girls there. Many of them were younger than her. Wow. And she was only 14 when she went to that appointment. Wow. So they're doing this to 12 year olds. I've got this psychiatrist named Kevin Lackhart from the Kaiser Permanente Medical Clinic in Oakland, California, which is also the same place Chloe Cole went. He admits on camera that they cut off the breast of a 12 year old girl. They're castrating 16 year old boys. So. It's all a mess. We just got to keep fighting back. The more awareness that we create, which is my main job, the more success we'll have because then it gives safety to these politicians and everyone to start speaking up about it Mm -hmm. because they're more afraid of not getting reelected than anything else in the world. So the people and the culture need to make it safe for them to speak up. Honestly, they should just do it. They shouldn't be a coward, but this is the world we live in. You got to yeah. make it safer for some of these people to speak up. So we'll just keep doing that. We'll get there.
0: Chris, I really do respect what you're doing uh, massively. How can people support you? What, what 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 do they find on the website? How do they uh, support the work you're doing?
1: So there's a donate button on my website, billboardchris.com. That would be really lovely because its
0: okay.
1: it's been a struggle, but I get by. I always just scrape by. I've never had an extra dollar, but I always scrape by. I rack up debt on my credit cards. I paid off. So financial help is lovely. Uh, really though, what I ask for people is to just keep having these conversations. Yeah. It's all we can do. Don't be afraid. If you got to get educated about this, first of all, so that you know how to speak about this in a compassionate and truthful way. And when you do speak about this with compassion and truth, you don't have anything to worry about. And mm-hmm. guess what? If you lose a few friends, who cares? Yeah. You can find new friends and you will find new That's friends true. as you speak out about this because if people are okay with this child abuse going on, why would you want them as friends anyway? Exactly. That's my opinion. So exactly. yeah, just keep speaking up about this and the truth spreads for free and that's how we're gonna win this.
0: Chris, thank you so much for coming on. I would encourage our viewers and listeners, all the links will be below. If you go on to billboardchris.com, there's a, a donate button there right in the top. You can click that. You can also the drop down menu and educate yourself. And when you educate yourself more on this, do pass that on. Share the website with others. Ask others, oh, "What do you think of this?" Just come across this, and as as Chris says, start the conversation uh, with your friends, your family. Uh, because if you don't have the conversation and educate them, then they will get educated a different way, and it could be too late. So, I'd encourage our viewers and listeners to make use of the website, make use of the information Chris has put up there, and pass that along to friends and family. Chris, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming along and sharing what you're doing. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much, Peter. I should just say the best place to actually follow me is Twitter. Okay. That's where I do almost everything. My website's basic. I need to make it better. I just never take the time, but I'll try to make it better. But anyway, thank you so much, Peter. And thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Let's go spread that truth.
0: Thank you. So in the meantime, well, Chris is going to make the website even better. Follow him on Twitter, at BillboardChris. Make use of that. Thank you to our viewers for watching. Thank you to our listeners for listening. Uh, please do pass this on and do educate people on a topic they may not have come across because it is not something even our conservative media here in the UK really address, apart from great people like... Jordan Peterson, I he wrote a wonderful piece in the Daily Telegraph here in the UK, uh, probably two and a half months ago, and it was one of the best articles I have read on this. That it was full on. Um, you've got courageous people like that, but please do share those kind of articles. And on that, I wish our viewers a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, hard subject, crazy subject, but it is happening. Uh, but do have a good rest of your day. Share. like, and pass this on, and we will see you for our next interview. So thank you very much, and goodbye. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsovoke.org. Thank you for listening.